0: We're very excited today to speak with Roy Harrington. Roy is a retired Army Reserve Officer and Commander of American Legion Post in Belfair, Washington. He's also a member of Prince of Peace Catholic Church in Washington. Roy, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Brenda and Deacon Scott. It's great to be here.
0: Roy, I want you to tell us a little bit about what you do, because I think that initially when we were preparing for the interview, you shared with us uh, the idea of Moral injury and Mm -hmm. it's I I don't think it's something that a lot of people are familiar with so I just kind of share with our listeners a little bit about what you do.
1: Let me go back a little bit in history. Um, My last army assignment I was assigned to the Pentagon staff on the army G1 or personnel staff from July of 2005 to July of 2008 and the, the personnel staff does lots of things including a lot of personnel counting, keeping track of what units were going over to Iraq and Afghanistan, and what units are coming back, and keeping track of the total count of soldiers deployed. Um, and I worked in the uh, personnel contingency cell, PCC, and um, one of the things, the most sobering thing we did is we tracked every single soldier's death and funeral right up to the day of burial for the entire army worldwide. And I was there for four consecutive summers, 2005, six, seven, and eight for three or four months at a time. And at the same time, I was um, studying some moral theology uh, and reading a book entitled The Powers That Be by Walter Wink, a Methodist theologian. And um, But in his book, he talks about the myth of redemptive violence. It's in video games, it's in TV shows. It's this myth that when warriors, and I use that collectively of all people in the military, including police officers in our civilian society. Sure. When they have to use force, even when it's absolutely justified, it, it takes part of their soul, and that is a moral injury. This concept of moral injury has been around uh, for more than forty years since Vietnam. I've had the chance to study the work of a couple psychologists and a, and a couple more theologians, but. It's really a wound of the soul when a warrior has to do something or fails to prevent something or witnesses something that's against their moral beliefs.
2: And looking at the at that through the lens of moral injury, watching in our mind's eye the disciples witnessing this oppression that Jesus goes through and ultimately his death, uh, they are suffering in the upper room Um absolutely and, and so that to get to that moral injury it is the holy spirit that we as catholics recognize is the freer of that injuries effect precisely it's, it's, and inviting that in yeah. can you speak to that how do you, how do you do that in the, i'm recognizing that this is not just um, a christian focus there's well, many different viewpoints I since i
1: it. worked at the pentagon back in 2008 after i left or i left the pentagon in july of 2008 I came back to Washington State, back to Seattle, the Seattle area, and um, retired from the Army shortly thereafter. But I continued to go around the state of Washington, and I've been all over the state of Washington, including at Gonzaga, where we had a couple of veterans conferences, teaching people about moral injury, because it has been a relatively new thing. The grace comes in many ways, but my, my, my lived experience, also when I was a volunteer on the chaplain staff at the VA in Seattle, is that... That moment of grace typically doesn't come until a warrior is on his or her deathbed, mm. and they're, they're 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 grappling with their deepest woundedness, their deepest. To use a phrase from Pentecost, perhaps, or you know, the betrayal of Jesus would be you know Peter's mm. deepest wound, right? Right, when he wasn't there at the end. I've had warriors say things to me like, you know, Roy, if you knew what I've done, you would never, you wouldn't even be talking to me today. Or this is one that really hurt me. One night in the psych unit at the VA hospital, a warrior tells me, you know, God can cannot forgive me for what I've done. Oh. You know, they put God in a box, a small box, where the limits of God's mercy and grace, right? You know, where well, there are limits. But I mean, as we know, there are no limits. God's grace is infinite. And I try to share that with them, Deacon Scott. I try to share that God has already forgiven you. And the hard part is getting them to forgive themselves, as I'm sure it was for Peter and the other apostles. Right.
2: And, but, and, and that forgiveness you speak of, the forgiveness of others, and most importantly, the forgiveness of yourself. That's the part is, the veterans struggle with. Is that wall.
0: We are joined today by Roy Harrington. Roy is a retired Army Reserve Officer and a commander of American Legion Post in Belfair, Washington. He is joining us today as we talk about some of the the injuries that our servicemen and women come home with that, well, that the rest of us don't see. Roy, in hearing about what you're talking about and listening to the trauma and the struggle of those coming back to you know stateside for all mm-hmm. of us you know life goes on as normal and yet for them it'll never be the same mm-hmm. is the church is our government is our healthcare system are we just failing at this or is there more that needs to be done or are we doing whatever we can and that god mm-hmm. has yeah. got to take care of the rest.
1: Well, in that regard, Brenda, I think there's some good news. The, the first thing is what I experienced at the VA. And and by the way, I'm also a veteran service officer for the American Legion. I assist veterans every Tuesday and Thursday as a volunteer with their VA claims. And I still have contact with VA chaplains uh, that I've worked with in the past. And the good news is is that that moral injury is about to become an official diagnosis that can be treated by the VA. Right now, up until now, post-traumatic stress is the only thing that the VA can call this. You know, but post-traumatic stress is a fear response to when you nearly get killed or you're seriously injured or somebody close to you is wounded or injured. And it happens in civilian life, it happens in military life at a higher rate. But the VA is now recognizing moral injury. And chaplains and psychologists and medical doctors on the VA staff are recognizing the effects of moral injury, this soul wound that goes far beyond the effects of post-traumatic stress. Now many warriors have a combination of things. They can have post-traumatic stress, they can have moral injury, and they can have a traumatic brain injury. And all of those have to be treated medically, psychologically, and spiritually. And so they're trying to work together to treat the whole person mm. with, with proper drugs, with the right counseling, and the proper pastoral care. And I think that's the direction we're heading. So it's starting to be recognized, it's starting to be treated. And um, two and a half years ago, after about eight years of not really knowing, not really having anything other than individual pastoral counseling to give to veterans, uh, my wife Diana and I discovered a course called Reboot Combat Recovery. And it came out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky. A young pastor named Evan and his wife, Jenny, who is a physical therapist, or occupational therapist, excuse me, at Fort Campbell's Army Hospital, uh, created this wonderful 12-week course, one night a week for 12 weeks, to help warriors heal from post-traumatic stress, moral injury, and other invisible wounds of war. And we've been able to offer the course twice up in North Mason County and South Puget Sound. And I'm happy to report that down here in the Portland area, in Eugene, there are a whole bunch of people offering this course. It's gone worldwide. Almost anywhere where there are U.S. warriors, there is a reboot course, a reboot combat recovery course available. And uh, if your listeners who might be in need, uh, go to rebootrecovery.com. They can find a course near them. We have them in Puget Sound around JBLM, Joint Base lewis McCord. We have them up at Naval Base Everett in in. Uh, Imputed sound. Diane and I are trying to start a course at Naval Base Kitsap at the Bangor Sub Base for the Marines there on the on the security details, as many of them have combat experience in Afghanistan and Iraq. So this is offered by chaplains and lay people as well. Sometimes on base, sometimes most more often off base at a, in a church setting. There are moments. There there are opportunities for healing now. Spouses of veterans know their pain more than anyone. Because they see the nightmares, they see the alcoholism, they see the drug abuse. they see the sleep sleepless the sleepless nights. They know better than anyone. so the, this reboot course is really for the whole family.
0: Well, Roy, I sure appreciate your time today. such a a huge issue. and I know that we've only. Yeah just scratched at what would be a surface of that. But I really appreciate your time so much today.
1: I hope your listeners will really check out RebootRecovery.com. Again, there are several courses that are led here in the Portland, Eugene area. Uh, some of the national leaders are from Eugene and Portland.
0: Well, thank you again for your time. That is Roy Harrington. I will be sure to add all the information that Roy talked about in links to reboot.com where you can find out information about a local chapter. And you're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview at com.